Hey, Mike. Hey, Michelle. How's it going? It's going good. How's it going there? It's oh, going okay. If we don't okay. do this now, it may never get done. I know. What's going on that you have to be up in like three hours? I'm always up. I'm not three hours. Six. No, six, but yeah. I'm always up doing stuff. Yeah. Michelle, how did you like Halt and Catch Fire this week? Um, I, I liked it. I felt like we got back into some of the old Halt and Catch Fire. We got back into um, some of the dirtiness of it, you know, like the, the nitty-gritty stuff. Uh, I thought it was interesting. It made me talk aloud to the TV. Um, I was... You know, of course, disappointed, too, because I want everything to be okay. I want everything to be good. And I don't know that we're heading in that direction <laughs> at all. Uh, but it certainly made for interesting TV. What would you think? I didn't like it. Why? I didn't like the trailer. I didn't like Anna Klumsky. Chlumsky. What's her name? How do you say her name? The girl? Yeah. The um, ontologist. Uh, yeah. Yeah. How, really? How come? Uh, I don't know. She was too over the top for me. Well, but Haley's not. I mean, she's no, kind I of love like, Haley. Well, she's kind of like a grown-up Haley is how I took her. But no, Haley's more serious. I don't know. She just didn't appeal to me. She was too... She was too... Too over the top. Too... I don't know. I didn't like her. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I felt like that, that she kind of embodied what Haley would be as she got, as she, you know, grew up. Because we see Haley really kind of start to come into herself and assert herself in this, which I loved. I was so happy. Uh, I don't know. I, I kind of... Haley's more really interesting than this girl. This girl is just like a... Maybe it was the way she acted it. She was too geeky. She was way over the top. Like, I know every word about everything related to death metal CDs. She was way, way over the top. I don't know. She could have been more clever. And then the whole thing at the the contest, I didn't like the contest. I didn't like the shaving cream in the face. Maybe you were just in a bad mood. No, I didn't like it. No. I know what I like. I know what I don't like. So, Michelle, you want to tell everyone what Tanya and Nancy means from uh, your friend in Israel? Um, That was pretty interesting, wasn't it, to get that, to get that email? Uh, Had had you thought it out that far about Tanya and Nancy? Not that far, but it's a pretty good take on it. Yeah, I think it was. Um, We got a tweet this week from, is it Shimon? Am I saying that right? It's probably Shimon. It's not a tweet. It's like a four-paragraph letter email. Right, right. But we had a tweet from him that, and then a um, email, and he went into this really interesting theory on uh, Tanya and Nancy, um, and he was actually asking about our thoughts on the symbolism of the Tanya and Nancy competition, but him talking about how. Um, they both went on to compete 
but then they both lost, which was like stunning because you kind of expected one of them to win. And I think, you know, they kind of showed the teams or, or the people in this episode pulling for either side. And, um, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. They both competed that, in the 1994 Olympics and neither of them won. And, and of course they had the notorious Jeff Galuli bashed in the knee of Tanya Harding of, uh, Nancy Kerrigan. He was right. the ex-husband of Tanya Harding to, to knock right. her out of the competition. So Tanya could win without Nancy overtaking her. Well, he didn't actually do it, did he? He yeah, hired he somebody to do it. smacked her knee. He, he hurt her. Oh, I thought it was somebody. I thought he hired somebody to do it, but oh, okay. Well, whatever. Who cares? No, because, well, you care because, because Cameron was hired kind of, you know, like behind the scenes to. Well, she's the Jeff Galuli. She's essentially <laughs> the Tanya Harding's hitman. <sighs> That's really bad, but that was a great take on it, I thought. And then, you know, he then goes into um, talk about how Google actually came into play and what, uh, how their, I guess you'd call it an algorithm, right? The way they set it up, the page ranking and um, well, pretty they're interesting all algorithms. stuff. They're, you know, they're all. Uh, Joe's wasn't. Yeah, I know, but the process is that the word algorithm is an overly broadly used word, or underly broadly. <laughs> you know, if you make a, if you turn the temperature in your house to the temperature you like and make the humidity the way you like it and turn the lights on the right way, you set an algorithm for your living. You know, you've, it's just different things you you set up to make certain things happen a certain way okay yeah okay i can buy that but he goes on to say that um his theory is that he predicts in the end donna's going to somehow sacrifice rover for Haley's sake and then of course google's going to come along and make it all kind of a moot point and um i don't think that's what's going to happen I, I think that's a great theory and it certainly could and it's just as likely maybe more likely to happen than what i think's you know yeah. going to happen Yeah, so Nancy um, Kerrigan and Tanya Harding had that battle, but neither of them won the gold. Oksana Boyul won the gold in 1994. So he makes that analogy that these two guys, these two rover and comets are fighting it out there, but they're not even going to be around at the end. It's all going to be Google at the end. Right, because we have the, you know, 2020 vision on that. So we know that much. And And the odd player from the outside comes in. The Jeff Galuli, if you will, is Cameron who comes in and zaps the equation, which is kind of what happened in the show. It's a pretty good take. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a, that's a great take, and I thought that was, you know, it's it's um pretty interesting, and I had not thought it that that far out. Um, so I think that was pretty good. So, um, Michelle, because of our wacky schedule, my notes are lacking on this episode, so we're just going to have to kind of wing it, wing, wing it our way through it. Um, yeah, you know, um, and I was noticing, I normally, you, you know me and my notes, I mean, it's a joke, and I don't have as many notes for this episode for some, for some reason. I don't know why I normally have like, you know, 15 to 17 pages of notes. I've got 10. 
So I don't know. There was actually a scene back to the Tanya and Nancy. There was actually a scene when um, Cameron comes home to Joe's little party. I think it's when mm-hmm. her trailer blows up in the storm, and the <laughs> and the girl, the the Chumsky says, "Hey, are you?" In her name, Klumsky. What's her name? Katie. Uh, her I don't know. Katie, Katie. Katie Herman. Yeah. Yeah. Anna Chlumsky's her real name. But so Katie. Okay. Katie says to Cameron, hey, we need the tie-breaking vote. Are you team Tanya or team Nancy? Right. So that's another right. kind of thing that plays into that. Sure does. Sure does. And mm-hmm. we find out what team she is, don't we? And well, even worse than that. Even worse than that. Okay, first of all, does this make you as mad as it makes me? What What is she thinking? I don't know. It's. I don't think it's very well written. I, I, did, I did not like this episode. I, I don't think okay. it's very well written because it's essentially to help Boz because he's this helps him. He gets his potentially his investment. He gets some money out of it because he's so broke. But it, but hurts it doesn't so, so really much. help him anyway. It doesn't help him, we find out. That one little blurb thrown in there, we find out this doesn't help at all. It actually hindered him. Well, I don't because know if we know. You, I don't know if we know well, we that. Know, sure, because Donna was fixing to sell it to AOL, and Boz didn't know that. And so when he did this, you know, Diane comes up and goes, oh, yeah, he was fixing to sell it to AOL, or she was fixing to, you know, let AOL have it. And, you know, I mean, that would have been like all of his money right there that he needed. Meanwhile, well, it's some I mean, of his money. We don't know. We don't know if they're going to get anything. They offer, you know, they offer him Series A, but this they could still tank. That company could still tank. When did Google well, come Well, they're going to tank. Yeah. When did Google come to life in real life? It was I about them that time. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I don't know, but. But we know that he's not going to get that chunk of money, probably. Well, we know he's not going to get that chunk of money, but he's probably not going to get the chunk of money before. So Cameron really hurt him by interfering in this. Gordon and Joe sold out of their company and made a chunk of money, even though their company essentially failed because they were overrun by the not getting the bandwidth on the. True. So you can True. always sell out. You can you can be a losing company and sell out. Look at a, AOL bought a bunch of companies. AOL's not even around. You know, AOL was the big go- Goliath, and now they're not right. anything. So anyway, it kind of starts. I still out, have my AOL email, Mike. Try to go through this, Michelle. Forget AOL; it's freaking dead. Okay, sorry. Uh, they go through this with, or we're going to go through this with our uh, without any notes. So they're grading. Uh, Rover, Joe and Cameron, Joe and uh, Gordon, and they don't like it. They give it. I think Joe gives it a C minus. Gordon gives it a D minus. And Cameron comes in and says, "Hmm, it's not so bad." She looks at it and it gives it a B minus. She thinks right. it's, it's got some hope if it just had a better algorithm. Yeah, I I don't think she's overly fond of this hand-sorted search engine thing. I think she sees something better because she even talks to Joe about it later. You know, he goes, well, the computer can't can't know what you want. And she says, not yet. Right. So it's almost like your computer couldn't know. You couldn't talk to your computer at one point because it didn't understand your voice. But now. Right. It got better, you know, as time went on, it got better and better at understanding new inputs and it could understand. Sure. Now, now you could you could essentially say anything into your phone or your computer. 
It's perfect. Right. So right. now computers can go out and read the the content of websites and categorize them pretty accurately. That it, you know the technology is better. The, the the coding that Cameron type people created is better to find those nuances among websites and allows them to be categorized by robots and not people with post-its. Sure. And, you know, they, they were showing us that Cameron had the vision for that. Joe, which is surprising because Joe's always been like the visionary, I think, even more. Cameron's been the code person, but Joe's been the visionary, and he does not have the vision for this. Yeah, he does. No, he doesn't. He wants to continue to hand input. He wants the personal touch. He doesn't want to do it. He just doesn't have the technology to do it, Michelle. He wants no. the, he wants the, what do they call it? custodian? Not custodian, but there's a word. I can't, it's a C word. I can't think of it. But the uh, cultivation, not cultivation. What is it? Come on, Michelle. When you take care of something. He wants to do it by he wants to do it more personally. He would rather have a code do it, but he doesn't have any code to do it. But why wouldn't he get Cameron to help him with that? Don't he don't want to work with her? I'm not yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, because I, I think he really does like the the personal touch. He keeps talking about the personal touch and she goes, Well that's fine if there's five hundred or five thousand websites, but what are you gonna do when there's five million? And they bring that up a little bit later. Uh, I think Tanya brings it up with Donna and says, you know, this is going to grow. This scalable. is gonna be a billion dollar right. Right. Yeah, that doesn't mean she doesn't like the personalization part of it. She just says it's not scalable. You can never keep up with it. as websites grow and grow and grow. You know, you're not you're never going to keep up with it. It's not scalable. Right. Do you remember when there were um, different search engines? You had to select one to find stuff when you were looking up something. Absolutely, I you do. never knew which one I... to use, like Ask Jeeves or. Ask, you had to type in Ask Jeeves or um, remember Netscape Navigator. That's what uh, that started out, I think, is Mosaic, uh, the the one that they've talked about pretty big in here. Um, what, what were the others? There was others. Yahoo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the guy who invented Netscape Navigator said his favorite show on TV it was he either said it was Mr. Robot or Halt and Catch Fire? I can't remember. Or he invented cool. Mosaic. Um, the real life guy who said that. Yeah. So remember that. Remember that. And then, then um, the guys on. Um, yeah. What's the other website? God, it's t- it's late. I'm tired. I'm sorry. No, Twenty go to good. ten. They said. Mm-hmm. Um, they said that. Essentially, now you don't use Google so much. Now you might it, people don't browse around with Google. They browse around with like Reddit, or they browse around with you know. You click on links. You you, you browse around. You don't you don't type in. Don't you do that? Don't you don't you when you just like killing time or you're interested in something, you might look on Twitter and then you kind of follow a few links, but you don't Google. You don't Google Hurricane Irma. Or I don't anyway. I browse around. And um, I browse around other ways. Yeah, some sometimes I do, but I I don't go down the rabbit trails with uh with with Google. 
I definitely go down the rabbit trails with with the links and stuff like like what you're saying. Yeah, Reddit. Like you want to read yeah. about the game of you want to read about the Halt and Catch Fire episode. You go to your sites. You know, you might go to Reddit and see what a bunch of people think. Right, or I go a lot of times to like IMDb. I I like to read after we podcast. I like to read the comments that people leave because I'm a whole lot more interested in the audience and what the audience thinks than what the, you know, talking heads think about it. Not that I don't. Yeah. My point is that that's what Joe's or Haley's comment is. It's like, it's like, it's like Reddit and all those people in the room that had their own category. They're like the Reddit, these 20 go to 10 guys said this too. They're like the Reddit moderators. They, you know, they decide what's good and what's not good and they kind of bring it to the top and pop. Oh, that's interesting. It's not really Google. You don't really Google, right? You you might just be interested in killing a couple hours or minutes or whatever. You go to Reddit and just see what's what's at the top of the news today. You see what's been, God, what is that word? I'm going to go nuts until I think of it. And I'm going to think of it the minute we sign off. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Um, But yeah, you go to the you go to Reddit to see, hey, what's happening in the world today, and and that's kind of what AOL did with the front splash page of their website. They had it was like kind of a search engine, but it had topics of the day, and you would look and see, oh, that's interesting. It's like a newspaper. You read the headlines, and then you read more as you something interests you. Right. All right. So that's what they're doing. They're grading. rover and cameron says it could have some hope if it has a little bit of a better algorithm uh so what did you think about cameron's midlife crisis with the motorcycle and the dirt road and the field and the trailer well it's just kind of like what i was saying i think you know going back and watching all of last season back to back you get such a different feel for watching something back to back and like you know, than than week to week. I got so irritated with Cameron watching it like that. It was um hard to watch the adult this this adult have these kind of temper tantrums so much. And we haven't seen that so much this time, but I, you know, kinda saw it again. And I was watching it with my husband and he thought it was funny. He thought she was funny. You know, as she's going through her struggles and stuff, he actually was like laughing a couple times. It wasn't funny to me because I just I, I think I've still just got so much of that Cameron temper tantrum thing still kind of like caught in my craw for a while that I just it's I I don't like that personally. Well, Joe Joe wants no part of a Ricky and Lucy trailer in the middle of a field in Bonnie Dune, Northern California. He wants no part of it well, at all. And Cameron what doesn't either. What do you think either. she's doing? I don't think she wants any yeah. part of it either. She thinks she does, but her paradise is in the world of invention and creation and coding. And her, she's still got a battle, a few battles to fight. That's her paradise, not that field in in nowhere. Um, and I don't think she realizes that. Maybe she does now. But she's trying to find herself here, and this is what she thinks is the answer. But I don't think it is the answer. Well, yeah, I mean, I think they were kind of showing us that it's not the answer. I mean, she's got the motorcycle. She's, like, working on the motorcycle. Now, this isn't her dad's motorcycle, right? Because we saw her ride uh, the other guy buy her dad's motorcycle. I'm not even sure where this motorcycle came from. But she's, like, 
you know, she has this little motorcycle and then I, I don't yeah, know. More dumb just, writing, more dumb writing there, not dumb writing, dumb, kind of dumb writing too. But she, she breaks down and she touches it and automatically instantly burns her hand. The engine on that motorcycle is hot, Michelle, but it's not that hot. It's not like a thousand degrees. <laughs> it, it, you could touch it for a second like that and pull your hand away and just go, ooh, ooh, that's hot. You wouldn't be like blistered and burnt. Can you? I thought hot. they got pretty hot. I don't know. <sighs> it's not that well, hot. I don't know. Otherwise, you'd be... I believed it. Uh, all right. And also, she wouldn't touch it like that. She wouldn't go, hmm, I wonder if this uh, valve cover is loose. You know, what do you, what, why would she touch it in the first place? Yeah, she wouldn't. It was stupid. So, so she could have her temper tantrum. So she could pull her helmet off and throw it on the ground and scream and, you know, jerk around and writhe around and have a temper tantrum. That's what she's good at. All right, Michelle, so I might as well just let the complaints roll here. So there was a big time jump here, <laughs> and there were a few time jumps. I do not like the time jumps in this episode either because then it jumped six weeks. Rover's trying to keep up with Comet, um, and Joe and Gordon hire a whole team of dudes, girls and dudes, to, to keep the web, surf the web and find all the categories. And how did they get how, – how are they able to hire all these people? Well, what do you mean? How are they able to hire? Yeah, they get the money to hire twenty-eight people. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't think about that. You well, I mean, do, I, you don't just well, hire people like that. Well, I mean, he had like the twenty thousand dollars he was going to give to Haley. I mean, I don't think they're they're hurting, you know. Right. Okay, so you hire but twenty people. They make. <laughs> well, put do the math. That's one thousand right. a person. How long would one person work for a thousand dollars? Three weeks? Yeah. Three months? You know, the math isn't there that they would hire so many people so fast. Um, I don't know. So I didn't like that. And well, I also, I, we didn't talk. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I don't like a room full of people throwing these things into categories and like, okay, uh, athlete. <laughs> Athlete um, guys, those two lunkheads. I didn't like those guys. <laughs> we found these guys at Gold's Gym. They're the athlete department. They're the athletic department of the website. They're wearing their. You're being really hard well, on this. They were you know? stupid. It was stupid. Okay, they've only got a few episodes to like wrap up. Who knows how many years? So I'm, I, I, I have to give them the benefit of the doubt with this as far as they're doing. I do feel like they're kind of goof trooping it again, you know, like getting another goof troop set up in there because it's almost exactly what that feels like. And so it kind of felt done, you know, like we've, we've already done this and the silliness. Remember the, the laser tag and just the silliness of the goof troop all the time and how they fought with each other and threw popcorn at each other and pulled each other's chairs out from, I mean, just, just everything. So it kind of felt like that, but it felt a little bit less, uh, I don't know, less ridiculous, less Nerf gunny. Uh, yeah, I guess. I felt like they explained it pretty well. We did kind of skip over the part though, where Donna or uh, Boz and Tanya went in to talk to Donna. And, um, you know, Donna is 
what do you think about her in this episode? I actually like Donna. <laughs> I like Donna putting her foot down. That's funny because that that was I did not like that. She was like really ugly with them. You know, she's I mean it took me back to the time when she worked for Boz kind of. I don't know if she ever actually worked there, but she kind of did. And she, like, treated him with respect and stuff. And now she's just really being, what what would the word be? Because, you know, okay, Tanya is telling Donna that, um, that people are getting really frustrated with Rover and that they launched too early and all that. And they're talking about Comet being the competitor. And of course, you know, Boz going, well, we had to launch and all this, but Boz is saying that they need new, uh, new users to make the algorithm better. So he's really got the idea of how this works. Like the more people who click on and, you know, da, 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 that's kind of what sets things up. But, um, Donna's really ugly with them. Well, Donna's being a manager. She, you don't like it because she's not nice to them, but that's her job is to manage them. No, I don't like it because she's not respectful to them. I don't think you have to be nice, but I don't like the way she's. I I I don't like the way she's talking to them. You would have hated Steve Jobs then. Well, pretty effective maybe. manager though, Michelle. Yeah, I mean, she's not nice to them. She's she's trying to do a hard job, and they've been through a lot together, so it seems mean to talk to Boz like that, but she's essentially well, it, doing it a job. Well, it is mean. Yeah, but it is mean. I mean, she she's the one who stuck them together, and they have vastly different ideas. Granted, for, you know, I mean, Boz's reasons, I think, are very, uh, you know, egocentric, but... You know, they're stuck together to do this, to handle this, and they don't agree. And when they take it to Donna, she's just doing that thing, you know, that your parents used to do when you'd have a problem with your sibling, and they say, go work it out. And that doesn't always work, and particularly in this kind of situation. I don't know. I just think she's being... Well, she's mean. Not, she's she's tough on people. She's tough on the coders, too. The, that I hate that couple. That that wimpy complaining wife that's pregnant now that's just behind she's snarky behind everyone's back, and the guy keeps asking for a term sheet and they don't even have it together. And the coder is like a he's a slacker. He doesn't even know how to do his job very well. Cameron ends up doing his job for him. So that team of three people they want a lot and they're not coming up with the product that they were essentially invested in to come up with. So well, she, yeah, they're not. They're not qualified to do this. But see, that's because, in my opinion, because Donna stole the idea and ran with it. She took it to them and she goes, this is what I want. And of course, she didn't say it. She got them to say it. But these people, this this wasn't their wheelhouse. And she kind of forced them into it. And now she's like locked them in a room and said, you know, figure it out. And yeah, I think it's, they could you know, leave. They could leave. They could say, you know what? Screw this. Forget it. We don't want. You know, we'll we'll try to sell our ideas somewhere else. They, you know, nobody's locked in any rooms. Donna wants the smart thing from them. Donna's doing a hard job. She's getting a lot of people that aren't. She's whipping people into shape that are tough to whip into shape. I don't know. I disagree about Donna. Donna's annoying me, but I 
also kind of disagree about, I didn't really think about the expense of hiring all those other people, but I thought that they really explained Gordon and Joe about why they should get these different people in there. They talked about how they needed more Haley's because the comedy part was really, you know, like perfect because that was what her interest was. So they went out to find all these other people to that, that had like this passion for a particular interest and then put them to categorizing that. And, you know, I mean, obviously I'm, you know, pro algorithm, pro code doing it versus them trying to do it individually. That's nonsense. Who know what to do. You don't got, you don't get two guys with gold's gym jerseys on and say, okay, you're the athletic department because you're guys that your weight, you know, your muscle heads. They're muscle heads. They're not going to be good at this. They're going to be good at knowing, you know, how many reps to do of a lift. They're not going to be good at ontological tasks like Katie is. You need like maybe five or six Katie's. You don't need a, I don't know. I don't think. I I think it was way overcooked to have all these disparate people that had these supposed specialties and all these things that they found oh yeah it was at the gym and i found these guys now they're high now let's hire them they're in the they're in their own little cubicle at comet i mean doing the doing the i don't know i'm picking on those two guys but it was stupid they were dressed like they were dressed like gym rats too it was funny and much like we kind of went back and we're redoing the Cameron pitch a fit. You know, we're kind of going back and redoing the goof troop. And it just felt like we were kind of pulling some stuff from previous episodes, maybe, or previous seasons. Mm, I don't know about that. There's no need to repeat those guys, the mutiny guys. No, but that's kind of, I'm, I'm, I mean, it's the same room even that they've got all these people in doing that. It's the yeah, same they clearly, room. They, they clearly made the distinction between the human organizers of cultivators of ideas and categories versus the algorithmic one that Cameron comes up with. But a, a little too clearly, I thought, I don't know. It was just overcooked a, a little bit. What'd you think of the, what'd you think of the uh, fire pit party out at the trailer? Um, it was, uh, Cameron has the whole crew over like the enemies yeah, well, and yeah. the friends or the competing Comet and Rover. Well, yeah, yeah. She's got Boz. Um, I don't know. I thought it was kind of sad. Sad. Didn't you? Yeah. I thought it was kind of like a sad, sad little situation, but you jumped way ahead you're way ahead. We've got Donna still. She's on her computer and she's like looking at Comet and she's laughing and she's being really like, I mean, she's impressed with Comet. And then you see her like this, like a wave wash over her face. She's great at that. She really like wears her heart on her sleeve. And then the Rover team, they're talking about how now Comet has blurbs with their search engine and and there would need to hire 40 people to get this done. And then this is where the pregnant girl says that, um, 
she starts talking about Donna. Don't you think it's weird that Donna did this just as soon as Comet or launched, just right before, real quickly, right before Comet came out? So all that happened. Then Donna breezes in, and she wants these updates with very specific things. And Tanya's saying that they need more help. And Donna's like, yeah, well, you're not going to get it. You know, you're not getting Series A financing. And, you know, she's just, like, wanting what's going on over at Comet there and she they they have no idea how to go about about doing that and now we see that comet does have all of these other people doing this because this much time has passed and everything and they've got all these people hired and everything and so they've got the people to do the blurbs and stuff like that and the and rover dutton and donna wants all this from them so that's really not very fair and then we go to Joe and Cameron, and they're looking at that airstream to live, to live in. And the woman invites them to go inside, and they do. And then Cameron loves it, and Joe just seems scandalized by even walking in that. Uh, and Cameron's asking him here about AOL, and Joe is saying that they might take the buyout, and Cameron's trying to talk him into it. She's like, you know, we can spend our time together. And what do you think about that? What no do you think chance. she's? No what? chance. No chance. That Joe doesn't want any part of it, and he's very clear. He even says it to Gordon later. But I, like I said, I don't think Cameron wants it either. I think she thinks she wants it now. Th- four days in that thing, they'd be at each other's throats, and one of them probably be murdered. That's a little extreme, maybe. And but, by the but, way, Michelle, when that old lady was showing them the airstream, why was the guy, why was the husband sitting there in a lazy boy out in the lawn? I don't know. Outside in this in the yard, he had a big leather lazy boy. What's the math on that? I didn't. I didn't even notice. I did he notice was sitting, him sitting there. Like there. A, he was sitting there like a mope. He wasn't saying anything or doing. But he was in this big, comfy, padded lazy boy, like a leather chair out in the grass yard. Well, Mike, the they had bought it like on their honeymoon and obviously they'd been on their honeymoon a few days ago. And um, so he moves yeah. his lazy boy out into the yard. <laughs> I don't know. It's I ra- don't it rains know. a day later or whatever. I could forget with all the time jumps, but it's not like it's not going to rain on his lazy boy. But Cameron, she's like living in this fantasy land, right? She's saying that it worked for Lydia and Lenny. That's these people, this couple that we're talking about. And she wants to sweep Joe away to a magical land. And Yeah, Joe Joe calls it the long, long trailer, which is a Ricky and Lucille Ball and Ricky Ricardo movie. Oh really? With that I didn't kind know of that. Airstream, nineteen fifty-three, the long, long trailer. Oh, so that's Joe a good makes catch. a smarmy comment like, "Oh, here we are in the long, long freaking trailer," like he, you know, like we're Ricky and Lucy. Yeah, there I didn't know how much he hated it. I didn't know. I got the feeling. I actually made a note here to ask you if you got the feeling that he wasn't when he as on board. In the bathtub and saw the toilet. You don't think he hated it that second? Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's how RVs are, you know. I mean, this is an Airstream. It's a nice RV. and I don't know. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I got the feeling he didn't like it, but I wasn't sure. But, of course, yeah, we find he out. Never, he did not like it from the second he saw it. 
Well, then, though, we go to Cameron. She's hauling the Airstream to the land, and she's doing all the heavy lifting and everything. It's like she's got this whole new motivation behind life. She even washes it inside and out, and that's pretty extreme considering you usually don't like haul enough water with you to kind of rinse that kind of thing you would need like a garden hose or something at least but she makes the fire pit she puts out lawn chairs and then she kind of sits down she cracks open this beer and she's sitting there just kind of thinking and you know i think we can tell she's searching for something like you said but yeah who knows what she's looking for a direction well and it ain't going to be that airstream well, then Haley is hollering for her mom, asking if they're going to go. And then Donna comes out, and she says she doesn't feel like girls' night. She'd rather do girls' night in. And I don't know if you noticed or not, but Donna is drinking wine, like, in almost every scene, wine or champagne, that we see her. And we see her in a bunch of them, and she's drinking. I mentioned that before, but I just wanted to keep that on the forefront because I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. But they start discussing work and the differences in Rover and Comet. And Haley says that Cameron thought Rover's algorithm was clever. And then they start talking about all that and everything. Donna's kind of quizzing her, but gently quizzing her about it. And they decide that, and or, you know, Haley says, yeah, you're right. Work's exhausting. Let's just relax. About this time, Joni comes in. And she doesn't want Chinese. They had talked about ordering Chinese because Haley wants pot stickers. Um, because MSG makes her bloat. She wants pizza. She changes the channel. Haley was watching, and Haley's pitiful. Yeah, you know, well, she Joni just, like, just steamrolls Haley yeah. every every scene, and Joni's deplorable every scene. Joni has become horrible. She's not a very interesting character because she's always the same. She's a pain in the ass, selfish bitchy little girl and she's not very interesting she's she's like needs to get a more rounded personality yeah she's she's i don't know though they they show us kind of a deep side to her occasionally it's like the time jump that they did with her you have to remember that they took her out of everything she knew and they moved her to florida and then there was like the the or Florida, California, and then there was like the earthquake, and it freaked her out, and she was out there, and the girls were mean to her, and all that kind of stuff, and that was when they showed her personality kind of shift, and then they time jumped and showed her grown up and being ugly to Gordon's dates, and I mean, just just everything, and so that's kind of like what the personality that she's locked in, I think. But it's, it's well, she's uncomfortable. an outsider. She has no. This is a this is a show about like computer people and she's got no they've not shown her have any computer interests or skills she's just a petulant bratty teenager everyone else is into like computers and writing games and playing games and doing coding and all this kind of stuff excel she's just like a a valley girl or something yeah she's not she's into smoking and whatever else Haley kind of outed her for but it's kind of pitiful to see how she treats Haley, and it's real telling to see how timid and everything Haley is. And I think we've seen Haley so far this season, like crying in the car with Gordon and everything. I mean, she had like a lot of issues, and I just love. Yeah, but they this give, but they give Haley, 
Haley's growing up with some tools. She her her love of the computer is giving her self self esteem and confidence, and they show her stand up to Joni pretty soon. We're gonna yeah, sit down. I love that. That's because of her skill with the comet. She, Absolutely. So that's a good thing. I don't know. Maybe that'll yeah. spill out onto Joni somehow. Maybe not. Well, and and. Yeah, Joni's not mean. I mean, when when Haley talks to her, she's not mean to Haley. She goes along with her and everything. But but you're right. She's a steamroller, and she just comes in. She's like the attention demander and everything. So it's difficult to watch that to me. But then we see the the campsite that you were talking about with Cameron, Joe, and Boz and Gordon, and they have the chili pepper lights strung. What do you think about those? Nothing. Didn't think a thought of them. Didn't think anything of them. I actually loved them, but I really love lighting. So Cameron um, Cameron asks Joe about the number, if the number came in from AOL, and Joe says that it was $3 million and they passed. But he tries to kind of break it easy to her. He says it's encouraging to get the interest so early anyway. And then yeah, they think it's, it's weird... More- they think it's worth more than $3 million. They're going to go to a joint venture partners maybe right. and get money that right. way. Right, right. But, but right. She, she wants Joe to bail and just be with her and hang with her in the woods. And, he, and this yeah. is not the solution. Joe is smart for not going down this road with Cameron because they would not be happy. They w- this would not be a good move for them. Well, see, I was even thinking about that too. I mean, you know, now you have to think. This is in the 90s, the early 90s, right? 90. 94, right? And what we said, the Olympics. Yep. And she is in a camper in the middle of a, of a plot of land. Um, did we even have cell phones in 94? If you did, they would maybe like, sure. I don't, did we? I don't think I did. Yeah. Man, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. There if were, you did, they were like were those the big flip- car ones with the pack. Well, sure, like that. But what I mean is she's not out there in that camper on Facebook or what. I know there's no Facebook, but you know what I mean. She can't even get Internet, anything. She doesn't if you'll think remember, she wants. She wants to disconnect. That's I, what I, she's well, so wrong about. She needs to be totally connected and she needs to be totally striving and, and working towards some new project, not sitting in the woods reading Thoreau. That's all she's ever done is connect. Do you remember when she lived with Gordon and Donna and the, like they were always talking about, remember the dial up they constantly heard because she was always on the computer. And now you're telling me that she's going to go from doing that and like writing games and stuff to living out there. It just seems like it's well, just crazy. I think craziness. that's why they showed the old zombie guy in the lazy boys. Like he's like crusted over. That's what happens to you when you sit in a meadow like that with nothing to do. You, you become, <laughs> I don't know. People enjoy that, but and I, there's a lot of positive things to say. He was covered with grayscale. He was like stationary. Oh, you got and his... Mike, no. Some people like the outdoors, you know, like trees and, and creeks and you know, bloody ponds and all that. Some people like that kind Not of Donna. stuff. Not Joe. You mean Cameron? Well, no. Not no, Donna. I no, never this liked is not Cameron. her. 
I know, but she never liked well, camping. Well, true. True. All right, Michelle, we're but, stuck we're stuck on this, so let's move it let's move it ahead. Well, Cameron's asking Joe if he's going to sleep over or if he's got to take Gordon home. What was that all about, wonder? Well, she's that, he's she wants him to is she hang bored? with her in the trailer. Okay. Yeah, but he says Boz no, he's he's yeah. being kind of nice about it. He's like, no, they're gonna drive each other home, and I'm gonna hang with you. I wouldn't miss the first. He's trying to he's trying to be nice about it, but he wants no part of it. There's no there's nothing well, to was, even argue about. No, he's not happy there. I mean, you can tell. But outside, Boz says that as of tonight, he's talking to Gordon. He says as of tonight, he's officially given those two the benefit of the doubt. So just as soon as Boz is on board with Cameron and Joe, we see the the cracks start to appear in their, in their united, I don't know, relationship, whatever. Gordon asked him um, how he's doing with that thing. Of course, bringing up when Boz was asking him for money and Boz says that he feels terrible about the whole thing. And, and he's working it out is what he says. And we haven't heard anything about that in a while. So we don't really know what's going on with that yet. Uh, Boz asked about AOL and Gordon's like, well, how'd you know about that? And of course, Cameron told him because Joe told her and then everybody's outside and they're laughing and having fun. And then Boz and Gordon go to leave and Cameron doesn't want everybody to leave. You know, she's probably lonely. I would imagine out there. Then Joe and Cameron go inside and Joe (laughs) drops into bed. He's like asleep in seconds before she can even get in there. And she stands there and she's looking at him for a few seconds and she walks back outside and cracks another beer and sits by the fire all sad and everything. So Well, that's what you get when was, you're in the middle of nowhere. Well, then we go to the scene so where Michelle, Boz is first talking. first of all, yes. uh, when did you take over this freaking podcast? Well, sorry. You were jumping ahead. I'm Second sorry. Of all, go ahead. The word is curated. I told you it would come to me. Curated. They're curators. Those, those teams of people. Curate. I'm going to curate this podcast or curate this um, search engine. Okay. There you go. That's the C word I couldn't I was thinking, freaking think about. I was thinking collaborate. No, I was actually curator. trying to. You're okay. Curate. Yeah, you're right. All right. Carry on, boss. <laughs> Are you sure you can you can have it back if you want it? I don't know where you're going. Everywhere time I go, you oh you you skip this. Well, I don't. Well, yeah. Uh, because, all right. I mean, first of all, Michelle, I apologize. We'll do better next week because it's late and I'm freaking exhausted and I don't have any notes. Well, <laughs> now, other than yeah. that, I'm really totally ready to <laughs> do a podcast. But well. Look, it's been it's it's been kind of crazy, and I didn't get to podcast on time because of Hurricane Irma and my power flicker. And I'm not anywhere near there. I mean, obviously in Tennessee, but but uh, power flickers and wind squalls, and you know, I didn't know how that was going to work out. That's so. a normal night in Tennessee, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> no, but you know what happened? Like it was probably I don't know what 80 degrees yesterday and today it was the temperature started dropping it's like in the 50s like you know that's that's the other thing here it's been freaking 100 degrees like every other week here it's horrible because they a lot of houses here don't have I live in northern California where there's like lots of ocean breezes and it's it's cold at night. It's like in the, it's eighty in the daytime and fifty two at night, and now it's a freaking hundred in the daytime and you don't have air conditioning. You know it sucks. 
So that makes yeah, it that's got to wear you out. Sure. Um, All right, Michelle. So yeah. now, so speaking of storms, there's a storm on the airstream, right? Or do well, you have more to first, fill in before that? No, I've got more. Boz is talking about uh, Tanya and how her name is sullied by Tanya Harding. They're in the having the uh, what was it sushi or something? Yeah. They were having some Japanese place or something. And it's two months later. We find out two months have passed. And you're right. They did do a lot of jumping and stuff like that. And Tanya wants to talk to Boz about Cecil. She thinks he might not be able to handle the job. But Boz says they can't get rid of him because he was a founding member. What do you think about that? He's CTO. Chief technology. Yeah, he's a a owner. He's a third of the company. You can't get rid of the owner. But he's he's a schlump. He's not worth anything. Well, he's not worth this. This was not even what they were doing. Remember, this is just what Donna pushed them into doing. So, I mean, I'm I'm kind of going to take it. Pushed into. It is if you're capable, but if you're not capable, you know, then you're just, and he's not capable of this. But Boz, this is where Boz tells her that he's heard that AOL's interested in buying a search engine. And. Tanya's saying they have to pay off the angel investors, and Boz is talking about how it's not bad money, and they'll make money. And then he goes into the most popular search is sex, and the second most popular search is comet. That's funny. And then we hear him repeat it, and as he's repeating it, you see Boz and and Tanya talking to Donna about it. And he's saying the same thing. He's trying to get her to sell out to AOL. And this is where she asks Tanya if she's on board with it. And she says that in her gut, she knows the search is poised to be a billion-dollar business. She's smart girl. And she is smart. Yeah, she's real but smart. But Boz is smart, too. He just has a problem he's trying to solve that he's trying to solve under the un, undercover. Right. Boz is... Everything he's doing is 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 for selfish reasons. I don't know that he would want to sell if he weren't having this problem. Although, you know, him getting the inside scoop on AOL and stuff, I mean, that's important. But this is where Donna, man, she just cuts him off at the knees. She tells him not to discuss her stuff with someone on the golf course. And then she scolds Tanya for whining. Good for her. And she she tells, should be doing that. <sighs> Uh, you know, I I didn't like her in this. And walk but out anyway. of here in the same freaking direction when because the first time they they turned like ninety degrees away from each other and went different, like hmm, like the, they harumphed right. each other. <laughs> they did, yeah. But they get out of the office, and this is where Tanya says that she knows he owes monies three hundred something thousand, whatever it was, and that she saw some copies that he left, and. So she's like, I'm not going to tell anybody, but I want you to know that I know, and I don't feel like you have this company's best interest at heart. So she yeah, really so kind of lays Buzz on the line. Go to Don, to Diane. Hey, baby, I fucked up. I spent my money in a real bad real estate deal. I don't know, but Fuck that's a lot like of money. Like a burrow in a thunderstorm, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever he said last week. I I don't I don't know. Does I don't know. It's I don't know. Does, does Diane Boz, even have this much money? Boz got tired of 
um, retirement, just like Cameron, <laughs> I think she's going to be tired of her reti- midlife retirement. I don't know if Boz got tired of retirement. I think that might have just been a cover-up. I think Boz might have just gotten into something and then realized he had to make some money. Maybe. But, I mean... I wouldn't so be anyway, surprised if he's happier working, though, than sitting in his boat in the driveway. Oh, Lord. Well, yeah, obviously. So then they're at Comet, and they're doing that weekly contest thing. They've got the VC guy in there, and everybody's having all sorts of fun. Stupid. And... Stupid Okay, contest. tell me why. I just, just stupid. Oh, I got one. Okay, it's four, two, It's 249 to 251. You're ahead. Oh, I got another one. Oh, we got another website. How are they getting these websites? They don't explain that. That might have been more interesting. Uh, it was stupid. It, the whole contest was... St- and the guys, the gym guys were in there. They were. They were. The guy says, the VC guy, ask him what the prize is to get these people so excited about it and everything. He says, is it Olympic gold? And Gordon says it's better. And then, of course, we find out, you know, that it's... A pie in the face and a to Gordon. And the sir, well, yeah, I think they just get to take that home for the week, though, right? That's just it's like, like the, the Stanley Cup trophy. Yeah. You got to yeah. give it back every year. <laughs> but I did make a note here that Haley's found her tribe, and I love that. Uh, so I guess I just didn't really focus on all the other stuff. I focused on Haley being so excited. And doing so well and then winning and then having the people pick her up and just everything that that did for that little girl. And I just. Well, that's so. a good thing to to like. I just didn't like the, how they were all so. They're adults. They're not. It's, this isn't like a 12 year old's birthday party. This is like a room full of adults. You're right. It is kind of like the goof troop. Those are those were a bunch of scatter, you know, scabby whatever 20 year olds these people are older they're professional you know they're older than this it's this 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 rivalry or whatever you would call it revelry (laughs) i don't know this (laughs) this this like college football atmosphere seems stupid to me maybe for Haley, she's a kid she gets excited that's cool right but they wanted you know they were all like oh i get to throw the pie in the face like come on man this is like well see i a company. Not I kind a- of thought they were kids at first when they were first out there and it was loud and everything. I thought they had went to Haley's school no. and found, no, 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 no. I realized they didn't, but I'm just saying that's what I was thinking at first because it was very, um, childlike. So I completely the, get what you're saying, but Katie I Katie was- is like a graduate degree in ontology. So she's 25, you know, they're too old for this crap. I don't know. Right. I have already complained about it enough. Okay, then we go to your favorite scene where Cameron's in the airstream and she just gets out of the shower and it's storming and it's awful. And the sink is dripping. And so she does what anybody would do and pounds on the sink and she knocks the airstream off its brace and it runs into something. And she goes outside in this rain and she like opens the back end of it. And it was either gray water coming out or I'm hoping it wasn't black water, it was shit. But whatever it was, it was. She got covered in shit. Is that what it, she it was? Black water. Uh, and it goes Michelle everywhere. Can't catch this analogy. She's like it. Her whole thing went to shit. Literally. She got sprayed with shit and fell down. I in was the hoping it was just gray water. Yeah. 
Yeah, she falls down. She goes to the front. She goes to crank it up, and the the cranker handle comes off, and she falls in the mud. And she gets up, and she Camerons. And I have that. That's what I'm calling it from now on. Whenever I see anybody acting like that, they are Cameroning. Because that's what she does. She screams and she, you know, throws her arms and she, you know, hunkers over and just makes fist. I mean, it's like these temper tantrums. So so then we go to Donna and she's working and drinking. And Haley comes in and wants to watch the Tanya Nancy thing. Yeah, now that, what's the deal with that? I don't even remember that being a thing. They well, it was just the Olympics. skating. Well, it was the Olympics, though. People yeah, watched it. But was it, the, was it that big? Do you even remember it being a big deal? I remember it being a big deal because of what had happened to Nancy Kerrigan and that she, like, had a forced, rushed healing to get back out there. And so everybody was kind of pulling for her. And this was before uh, Tanya got, I think she got suspended or something. So it just happened so quickly. And so... I don't I remember. Actually remember thinking parts. Tanya Harding was kind of hot back then, even though she's trailer trashy, like you know, criminal essentially, <laughs> putting the putting the hit on a competitor. But I thought she was kind of hot for. I don't think she was ever convicted of doing that, though. I mean, she denied that she. I think that she had anything to do with that. That that was her ex-husband's idea. But you know, she got galulied. It had to be him. <laughs> okay, because we got to use that ad that verb. Yeah, we do. Yeah, Nancy Kerrigan I don't got galulied. But this is where um, Haley takes the remote from Joni, and she talks to her she's like and i know because you know i want you to be a part of this and i want you to watch this piece of history with me and i know because you're my sister and you love me you want to eat ice cream with me and watch this and you know i just love that she talks with enthusiasm she explains the golden surfboard and i love how even though it's juvenile i love how she's coming into her own and I don't know. She took the remote back, and I just loved everything well, about Michelle, that. Well, Michelle, you're a mother of girls. I am. They, she also am. won over both Donna and Joni with the story of the pie in the face to Gordon. They both like well, really got off on that. Right. No way. You so, threw a pie in Dad's <laughs> face? Or whipped cream or whatever it was, shaving cream. Right. Oh, like it's the first time anybody's threw a pie in Gordon's face. I don't. I don't buy that. But then Joe has Gordon and the others over to watch the Nancy Tanya skating thing. And Cameron, this is where Cameron comes in, presumably from her um, fight with the Airstream. And this is where Katie hollers that they need a tiebreaker. Is she team Nancy or team Tanya? Like you brought up earlier, which is really interesting. I'm glad you caught that. That's really good. And Cameron's embarrassing, Right? If you were Joe, would you be embarrassed if somebody came in and acted that way? Nah. No, you don't Cameron's care. Cameron's like, not, she just got shit dumped on her. So She's you can't happy. say hello she to people who were in there? Haven't you ever come home or come into a room with people and you're not as celebratory as they are and you just want to be left the hell alone? 
Absolutely. And you still make niceties, you know? Okay. I I would. But Cameron's like, uh, I'm just going to bed. And so I, you know, put down a little note here to ask you, is there trouble in paradise between Cameron and Joe? And of course, this is before everything hits the fan here in a minute. So then we see Boz. He's working on Cameron's plumbing. Cameron says um, that she is not having an early midlife crisis. And I don't know what to take of that. And then Boz tells her that she got out of her comfort zone and he's proud of her. And then he's like, and there's no shame for asking for a little help every now and again. And she, she asks if he's from a long line of trailer folk. And he, he says that she's not that far off. She offers him a drink, but he just wants her to go get the plumber's putty. So she goes out to his truck yeah. and she finds the, um, it's the compass, right? Is that my commuter or yours? I don't hear it. It has to be on your end. Hold on a second. Okay. I don't know why it would start then and there. It would stop like that. Hold on. Hold on. Hold technical difficulties at West Coast Project. (laughs) All right. Plumber's putty. Sorry, Michelle. Sorry, listeners. No, you're fine. God, this podcast Um, blows. Sorry. Okay, plumber's putty. Not your fault. Yeah, but she... Finds, finds the it's the compass, right? Yeah, the compass she and gave is, is that Boz. What, oh, was it? Was it that one? Yeah, she gave him that one. She oh, he got the book. God, I gotta okay. cut this goddamn music off. I don't know. I kind of like the background. It music. is kind of livening it up, huh? It you know is. It is? I think yeah, it's, I think it's my. Oh, I see what it's doing. Hold on, hold on. Because my screen is partly open. You know how when you ha- when you hover your mouse over it, it plays the sound. Mine didn't do that. I don't. I don't have that fancy stuff. I can't figure out how to turn it off. I'm just going to turn it off because we're at the end, right? Okay. Um, close. Yeah. All right. Plumber's putty. Okay. Yeah, and she finds the compass, and you said it was his compass or the compass that she gave him, and that's pretty cool. I did not connect that, but she knows that he no longer has the boat, so she comes back in. And, you know, she kind of calls him on it. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to the scene where they're sitting outside and he's telling her everything he's liquidated. And she's kind of trying to be encouraging about Rover and saying that Rover could succeed. She likes it. And Boz says that their programmer can't make it work. It's going to die. He's, you know, been around enough to know. He says they don't have that. That was sweet. He goes, we don't have the leadership, the algorithm, or the talent. In other words, we don't have you. And I thought, I mean, can you imagine? And then she sits there with that look on her face, like I'm about to do something stupid. Well, it's sweet, and then, but it's also uh, Boz being tactical. Like, hey, maybe you could get in there and give us a little help. Give old, what's his name? Ch- Chinsley? What's that? Chesley? Who's the programmer? Um, um, I th- I can't remember Chester, some weird. No. <laughs> He's got a wimpy name. It's Cliff or something. Not I don't know. Cliff. We just said it. 
Anyway, anyway, get in there and help Cliff get the code together, baby, because we're missing you. So you think you think he was manipulating her yeah. by saying that? Okay, I didn't get that. That's that's interesting. I just put, oh no! As soon as she said what parts he stuck Cecil. on, I wrote Cecil. Maybe, yeah. I put, oh no, because I knew I knew where that was going. So then we go to a commercial. We come back. Joe and uh, Gordon are playing pool, and Joe's teasing Gordon about Doctor Katie. Evidently, she's like getting kind of you know close with Gordon, well, and I is. had read. Yeah, well, I had read that she's going to be his new love interest or whatever. So, um, Gordon says that she's friendly, just friendly, but Joe says she's not friendly with him. So, Gordon asks Joe about Cameron, and Joe says he feels bad because Cameron's so into this, and he just hates it out there. And then he goes into that click beetle story. That was so funny. The ear-dwelling beetle that gets in the cochlea, and... It kills you, and then it comes out, and Gordon says, that's in Star Trek, too. And Joe says, no, they're real. It was so funny. And then Joe asked about the the venture capitalist option, and Joe says that he's not excited about anything except working with Joe. He's like, I'm excited about this. you got, like, this really great kind of friendships, friendship Did Joe say stuff. that to Gordon, or Gordon say that to Joe? Joe said—Gordon uh, said that to Joe. Yeah, that Did was pretty back nice. With, that was pretty bonding. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. And so Joe gives him a ball and he puts it, they're playing pool and not playing it that well. And Joe gives him this ball and says, if you make this shot, then we're taking the VC money. And amazingly, he like pops the ball over a ball and knocks a ball in. It was a great shot. And they're like, what, what? And all excited. And then Joe goes, we're not taking the VC money. So that was kind of cool. I kind of liked seeing them do that. That was happy. Then we see Donna drinking, uh, offering the series a financing to the group and trip comes in. He's apologizing to Donna and we find out it's like a month later. So you're right. I mean, you know, Tom's just like chugging along. Third Donna time comes job. up. And, yeah. Donna comes up and says that this must feel like a curveball. I'm, I'm sorry. Diane comes up and says that, but it will pay off. And then she goes to Boz and says, you really pulled it off, and Donna was going to dump it to AOL a month ago. So, see, Cameron doing this cost Boz that money. I mean, of course she didn't know, and nobody knew, but Boz is, like, stunned. Well, you can she see cost him quick money, but she might have made him a lot more money. Maybe, but Boz needed the quick money. Yeah. She ended up not doing Boz any favor, and look at what the chaos she's caused now. So Boz goes up and he explains the waiting room concept to him and that people are used to waiting. And Cecil, you're right, sorry, couldn't remember that name for nothing, comes up with this queuing program, puts people in queue. And um, so Donna is congratulating Tanya. And then she goes to Cecil and asks who really wrote the new algorithm because she knows he didn't do that. Then we go to Joe, and he's pitching a fit about the new crawler that Rover has to Cameron and how it's going to change everything. And I just put, why? Why? Why would she do that? You know, it's going to change Comet's business completely. And, you know, it's going to be a big problem. 
well, and that's the end for the for the storm the the tempest in a teapot. No, it's a it's a little storm in a teapot. It doesn't matter because the monster Google is going to roll over both of them. So, but yeah, it will cause some drama because now Haley slash Gordon slash Joe versus Cameron essentially Cameron's help of of Rover. You know, they're behind them now. They're behind their progress. Okay, right, right, they are. But now, Shimon's idea about Donna may change, you know, and help, you know, kind of dump Rover to help Comet is pretty interesting because she did go up to... um, to uh, what's his name? Cecil. Cecil. Yeah, and say who wrote this. But that doesn't I mean don't anything. Know. Donna's not going to out anybody. She's she's just telling. That's telling the audience. I know this. this there's shenanigans going on here. You can't. I don't I'm know, Mike. Though I don't know because you've got. I mean, this isn't even this company, right? This isn't even the Rover Company. It's Cameron. Essentially screwing over her daughter. Over Donna's daughter. Yeah, but it's Donna's company. Donna has a decision to make. I told you three or four episodes ago, or whatever, it's only the fourth episode now, but I thought that they were all on their way out towards some common task that they would all be rejoined in together. So I don't know if that's going to happen, but it looks like three of them are on the same side. You know, Cameron feels bad about this. Cameron isn't like rubbing her hands together. Like I've, I've done this behind your backs and you know, she's feels bad about it now. She was, I think she was trying to help Boz. She now, she, she probably should have known the repercussions, but she looks like she she, did know. She She looks kind of, she looks kind of guilty though. Like, Ooh, shit, this is worse. This is going to be worse than I thought. Like she didn't think it through. Yeah, but she did, you know, she did think it through because in the upcoming we see, and that's the only thing I caught, I don't even have any notes on it, but in the upcoming she's telling Boz, you promised this would never get back to me. So she knew and she thought about it and she did it anyway. And I'm just so, you know, it it's just like she can't help herself. I don't know if it's like this impulse control issue or what she has, but it's very tiring to watch the trouble that she constantly gets herself into. To yeah, me. but that's the that's the engine of the show, the the conflict. Yeah, but to me it would be probably just as good if written that way without that I mean, Cameron could just be the nerdy girl who knows how to do all this kind of stuff with this brilliant mind. She doesn't have to have this. What's the word I'm looking for? This kind of deviousness. Yeah. Yes. I don't yes. think. She, I don't know. Impulsiveness. Impulsiveness that constantly leads to trouble that then other people either have to help her out of or not, and then she's moody about it. She didn't do it to cause trouble, though, even though it did cause trouble. She did it because she loves to code and she wanted to help Boss. She did it because that's what she does. She doesn't sit in trailers in the meadow. She works behind the computer screen. 
Well, she did it because she doesn't think about the ramifications she of would have, her action. She could have just as easily done it for Comet, though, if they had the same problem and said, hey, you know, wow, we're really stumped by this. And I think Boz kind of opened the door. I think Boz is pretty devious. I think he opened the door for it to happen. Okay, I, I, that's a completely different take than I had even thought of. I didn't think for a second about him manipulating her into that, but you definitely could be right. $375,000 worth. Yeah. 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 By the way, Michelle, if you want to read about the Markov chain algebra weighted link matrix and find out what the $25 billion eigenvector does, Shimon gave us a link. I think you should put it up. The Nancy and Tanya guy who wrote to us from Jerusalem is a pro- teacher. He's like a professor in this search engine stuff. Uh, it's pretty brilliant stuff. Do you have Do you have your eigenvector up to date on your computer? I actually just saw this just a few minutes before we we went on, and I did <laughs> I did try to look it up, but I didn't have a chance to even read it. But it's it's um. It looks very interesting. I had no idea that that's the way Google worked. I didn't know. Did you? Well, I'm sure it's very complicated the way it works. But, yeah, it's pretty pretty cool how it finds certain things and then it steps up to another. If it, if then, it kind of if thens its way through the Internet. If this, then that. If this, then that, and then that, then that. That's like that's how you know President Clinton. Remember, they had trouble finding. They looked up President, and it found everything but President Clinton. Right. Uh, yeah. Yes, I remember. So yeah, he kind of says like it's pages get elevated in Google based on ingoing and outgoing links. So. They, they they learn you know they learn so the more traffic the, the more they learn they get smarter i wonder if that's related to how it learns your shopping style even and stuff like yeah. that how your gps yeah. learns your route home your favorite route and it's, yeah and yeah. How, how it yeah. learns your voice by the way you say words that's crazy and it's exactly what cameron was saying earlier you know that the computer doesn't know what you want yet so it's pretty interesting. <laughs> I'm just reading his link. You can read about six words and you get kind of bored. I mean, you get kind of professored out. Well, I'm sure that if you had, like, you know, if it were explained, it'd probably be... Maybe easier to understand. You have to hear it in like I, a. You have to hear it in like an Austrian accent. I I haven't even like, had like a chance a, to look at it yet. I'm gonna do that though. I don't know. Like an Einstein, you know. Like, These techniques and the mathematics behind them are important in modeling. <laughs> That's pretty good. Markov chains. Anyway, but I just love this. I, I I loved getting the email with this um, 
with this much content in it, I thought it was, uh, it, it definitely got yeah, me well, thinking. we're steering I, everybody over to goddamn 20, go to 10. <laughs> uh, God, thanks for the link. Thanks for the, thanks for the tip about 20, go to 10. I, I'm sending them this email too. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I can't believe we got this done this week. I can't believe my powers held out and we've been able to stay up. It's pretty late. It's like two o'clock in the morning where I'm at. So, all right, Michelle, we'll throw the tarp over your lazy boy in the yard and go to bed and let the storm pass over you. Yep. Okay. And I'll sit in the hundred degree freaking sunshine, which sounds nice, but it's grueling after 70 days of it. No, it doesn't sound nice to me to me at all. I'm loving this almost fallish kind of weather, so I'll take it. All right, Michelle, next week it's nowhere, man, so let's see where that takes us. And we'll be halfway through the final season. So yep. It's exciting. All right, Michelle, talk to you at 4.05. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye-bye.